Are you tired of stumbling across the same old kind of podcast show with a couple of white guys every other day talking about different forms of entertainment such as movies, music, video games? Well, too bad because we got another one for you. Introducing the world's most unoriginal and anti-niche podcast ever, the Podwood Forecast. Hosted by Mitchell Owens. I steal money from poor innocent people who got in car crashes. And yours truly, Clifford Close. This is a podcast we do for fun where we talk about the little things we enjoy. The Podwood Forecast. Available on any podcast platform. Welcome to We Are Marvel, where we explore all the corners of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we are the official podcast of the We Are Marvel Facebook group. Go give them a join. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jeremy. I'm your other host. My name is Justin. Thank you for joining us, everybody. In DDL. We really do appreciate it. Um, as you see from the title, we're, we're, we're a little behind, but or we are here. aren't we a little not I guess, kind of. It <laughs> I, just I hit couldn't, I for wide release. It just hit Friday. I'm trying yes. uh, to be safe and responsible, so it, uh, I had to wait for the Disney Plus release. Yeah. How painful was it waiting for me? Because you went to the theater a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it it got less painful the, the more time went on. But when I first thought, I was like, "You need to watch this. I need to talk about this." There are things that I didn't expect that happened. I have yeah. to say something. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it was tough at the beginning for sure. Mm-hmm. And but, when what's funny, I've had more stuff spoiled for me about Eternals in the past week than I had about Shang Chi in the past two months. Oh wow, really? Yeah, and it wasn't until like Thursday that I saw on Pinterest or Facebook, I guess Facebook, I saw a a screen cap from one of the post credits. Oh, and I went, well, that sucks. Like I'm like <laughs> twelve hours away. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, because you took the day off and everything. <laughs> yeah. Just to watch it. Yeah. Well but, I, I but I've that's watched it. I will say. Yeah. <clears throat> it's happened. I can't wait to watch it again. Very soon, and it'll be on Blu-ray on the thirtieth. So okay. I can't wait to own it as well. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, so I, before we get into this, how, how much, how spoilery are we going to get? I'm going to say, given that it's been out for two months, theaters, and it's on Disney Plus, we'll go full on. Um, okay. we'll, we can give our initial pre- impressions. Yeah, your nay, go see it, don't go see it, whatever it may be. And then we'll go deep dive and we'll warn you ahead of time in case you're still saving it. Like, I still haven't watched Bond, so. Wait, I totally forgot about Bond, yeah. <clears throat> that could be, it's available uh, to, to download or to rent on demand. Yeah. So it's happening soon, just hasn't happened yet. All right. All right. Okay. Well, let's jump into this. Um, as you know, <clears throat> the title, we are covering Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Sorry, Shang-Chi. I, gotta, I was going to say, I believe you're, you're I, <laughs> referring to Shang-Chi. Yes, I, uh, Shang-Chi. Or Shang-Chi. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I did like that. That was a good little exchange there. All right. Um, 
So Shang-Chi, the master of weaponry-based Kung Fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. What? It's kind of the only snippet. I Well, it's not the only one. I, I didn't look for one. I found that one. It's like, yeah, sure. We're going with it. Uh, this was directed. That. Now we just know you're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I got other stuff, so... But no, you're right still. <laughs> directed by uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, I believe. Cretan? Thanks, Cretan. I could be uh, wrong. Screenplay by him, along with David Callahan and Andrew Lanham. And it is starring. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin a lot of these names, and I apologize. I, I don't even know the the main. I don't even know Shang Chi's real name to pronounce it correctly. Simu, Simu? Leo. Mm-hmm. Okay, Simu. I watched the. Uh, if you haven't watched the assembled on Shang Chi, watch it. It's awesome. But oh. that's how I heard that. Okay, I'll have to watch that after we record. Uh, Aquafina. That's it. No, no first name or, or no last name or whatever. Jewel. Menger Ziang. Okay. I don't know. Fala Chen. Florian Montinu. I'm going to skip that one. Michelle Yao. Skip that one. And Tony Leung. Because there are some. He does a great job do. as well. Trying to nut. So obviously there are some people that show up in this movie that we didn't expect, but if you mm-hmm. don't want to watch that yet or know that yet, I'm not going to ruin we it for you. Say it, here. Yeah. it was released August 16th, 2021 in Los Angeles and then the rest of the United States on September 3rd, 2021. And then on Disney Plus on November 12th, 2021. So a few days ago from listening to this release, I should say. Uh, the budget was 150 to 200 million, and it earned 430.2 million. So not bad for the times. Yeah, I was gonna say for releasing things nowadays, and even I mean, two months ago was worse than it is now. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and then after that, I've got kind of our talking points. So as Justin mentioned, we'll just kind of give you a real quick our uh, overall kind of initial thoughts. And uh, if you should go see it or not. Mm-hmm. And then start. we'll jump into the spurlers. Yeah. Um, overall thoughts for me is I, I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I was glad mm-hmm. to see this kind of a new character, a new world almost, um, you know, because it's just it's mostly just him. It's not bringing in any other people from other worlds, kind of him and then having to uh, make his own place in this place it's, it's him it's just it's just shang chi all about him and i i really enjoyed that that it wasn't it wasn't uh based on any other movies you don't have to watch anything else really and it's so like guardians that. like it, it yeah. helps if you've seen others yes but if you haven't it's okay yeah and I, so i really enjoyed that it's been a while since we got that it, the last few movies have kind of all been hey remember the last movie Here's other stuff about that. And this was just its own thing. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, the choreography, the fighting choreography and all that stuff was amazing. Like, yeah, it, it's some of the best stuff that I can remember in recent years. Um, I'm sure there are more specific, you know, uh, fighting type movies that have very good stuff, too. But sure. definitely for a Marvel movie, like the fighting was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, even visually, it was very good. There was a lot of awesome shots that I saw. I was just, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the movie. 
I was very excited to be able to watch it again uh, yesterday. And I'm looking forward to even watching it a third and fourth time. Like, mm, that's yeah. a great way to stand champ. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Uh, I loved it. I think it's... I, I need to see it a second time before I fully say this, but I'd say it's pretty damn near perfect. Um, okay, yeah. You know, every origin story is different. Every character is different. It's why I kind of grade these movies on their own merits. And it's why, like, after I watch this, we have a Facebook chat with all of us guys to mm-hmm. BS and whatever. And our good friend Andrew, like, immediately asked me after five seconds ago watching it what <laughs> my ranking of it would be in the origins of the MCU. And it took me a second and then about five minutes to actually make a list because I like making lists. Yeah, but I didn't expect the list that quick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, I mean, I said at the time a solid fourth or fifth out of the 12 now 13 with Eternals, which I still haven't seen origin movies. Mm. Yeah. And when I made my list, that's pretty much where it ended up was about five. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a character I don't know. Didn't mm-hmm. know until they announced this movie. Still don't know much about outside of the movie, mm-hmm. but it, it was everything I was expecting it to be and mm-hmm. done well. Awesome. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, watch it. I don't know how important what happened is going to be in the future, but it's very interesting. It is, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I think there's obviously more more to come from it, which we'll get into. Sure. I mean, yeah, they, they tee important. it up right good that like mm-hmm. you're with us now. Like this is part of yeah, it. it's yeah, like yeah. a, a Nick Fury ending. Yeah, yeah. But not true. Yeah. All right. So I, I think we agree that uh we both say Mm-hmm. definitely go watch it like yeah and it's not even it's, a go it's uh <laughs> sit in your house your and, disney plus and uh turn turn up the volume yeah i think you got uh until what i think um, maybe the day after this releases um you can still get it for 199 for the first month yeah so, i think that might have ended already but i'm not sure oh, but i'm not sure was, if it went through the weekend or not yeah i don't know for sure but even if you can't, it's like eight bucks. It is eight bucks. You know, honestly, like, you can get the free trial. I'm sure for like seven days, cancel it. Yeah. You're good. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of good stuff on Disney Plus, so yeah. I recommend getting it. It's 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 been really good. I think mm-hmm. I think just it's for the Marvel it. stuff alone. Yes, I mean, and there's and there's the, more than dude. just Marvel stuff, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Disney uh, Plus, give us free stuff. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> I'll take sponsorship. And that's been uh, that's been your what do we think of the movie by Disney Plus? <laughs> All right, so now we're going to jump into spoilers. Yeah. Um, so, do you have three, a, a spoiler two, one. you're going to do? Spoilers. Huh? I, I didn't know if you had a, a spoiler that you were going to do. You you used to do oh, the uh, yeah, field countdown and then say a spoiler. That's okay. I can do that. <laughs> that's all right. We'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, okay. So now now if you're new to the episode or to the show uh we're just gonna bring up some talking points that we thought we're not mm-hmm. gonna go through the whole movie kind of shot by shot or, or or anything like that we're just gonna talk about stuff that we thought was interesting entertaining stuff we might have questions about what do you think of this what do you think this mm-hmm. means stuff like that yeah. um so the first one i've got here is and i 
as far as I remember, it didn't get answered throughout the movie. Um, but as I was watching the movie a second time, I kind of wrote this stuff down. So it, it somewhat goes in order of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first question is, so where did he actually get these rings? I don't think that answer or that, that question was answered. No. And it seems like that's a big tee up for next time because at the okay. end, oh, yeah. when Bruce and Carol are examining them, they're like, we've never seen anything like this. They're super weird. I don't fucking know. We'll tell you next time. Like, and in the comics, if I recall correctly, and I think you did the, the look into Shang-Chi episode that we did several months back, the 10 rings, the 10 rings are from the dragons. I believe so. Um, and they didn't do this in the movie, which we thought they did, and we were wrong. That each ring did something special, kind of like the Infinity Stones, but more elemental based. Right. Um, that obviously didn't happen in the movie, which is fine. Um, but that's why they are the size that they are, is what I was thinking. In the mm-hmm. comics, they're just normal rings that like ended up fitting onto the Mandarin's fingers. I love the joke about that, by the way. That was fantastic. I, I have that in here, so we'll touch yeah, on that. We'll get to it. But um, yeah, I I think it's going to tie back to the dragons, which I recall you saying weren't going to be in the movie. Um, uh, did I? I think so. Um, I might have. I know you wanted them. Or, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the very least, one, one, one specifically. Yeah. <laughs> which didn't happen, but I'm okay with it. I can always okay. do it in a sequel. We'll talk right. about it. But I, I, that's the what it is in the comics, is that they're the rings of the dragon god protectors. Yeah. The and, Mandarin and, and, stole them and uses them for his evil purposes. Right. And we did get, you know, dragons talked about and all that, and then they didn't mention you know, the rings came from them or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, but it I makes think you're me right. wonder. I mean, they could tie it to aliens. They could tie it to anything. But I, I wouldn't think so, because this movie is so steeped in Chinese culture and mythologies mm-hmm. i would think it's strange to be like oh it's chitari or it's Cree or mm. it's some other random alien that they haven't introduced in the mcu right. yet it, it yeah. just seems like a weird shift that is true because you're, you're right they did have a lot of uh chinese culture in this mm-hmm. and and i also think you're right that that yeah i think that will be answered later on because of you would be cool the is that if it was Fin Fang Foom and they rename him because that's kind of a racist name. And that's like, it. they were all his and he is like the big dog dragon that they all fear kind of thing. And then the beacon summons him and he tries to get the rings back. That'd be cool. There's your sequel pitch, Marvel. Give me money. (laughs) Give me money. I felt I felt stupid when this movie started because it was all subtitled and in Chinese, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Did I click on the wrong <laughs> thing?" Like I was. It took me a second to be like, "This this is what's supposed to happen, yeah." And then it as it went on and kept going, I was like, "Oh, this is clever. This is very brilliant." And I was just surprised, given that a lot of kids see these movies that they would huh, devote yeah. the first five, six minutes to having it all subtitled. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
that you're talking when you're about. a dumb kid like me you think something's wrong obviously but <laughs> as you mature into five minutes later and i become an adult <clears throat> i think it's a cool minutes. idea <laughs> it was a good idea yes you're right i agree <laughs> all right um now i have and i i think we we jumped quite a bit um that's fine the first hour is fun and cool but it's the second hour like i paused right as the car was getting to tell Lau to pee okay. uh and it, i was like perfect 107 done 107 left and i was quite proud of myself <laughs> <laughs> and like that first hour is great there's a lot of cool setup and interesting stuff to talk about but for sure yeah it, it I, almost I, makes like a shift in the second half into this magical mystical kind of movie that is just awesome it definitely does yeah because yeah it's it's a different uh universe i think i've heard that mentioned a few times a different yeah universe. it's yeah yeah it's like so. a mystical magical universe with yeah. chinese mythology and creatures yeah um but so my, my neck and my yeah my neck and note here <laughs> my Ooh, second cool. note uh so we so, are marvel after dark oh yeah so as they are walking in in Xiaoling, is that close enough i apologize for any names i'm going to ruin um so as they're walking into Xiaoling's place and there's a guy with what looks like extremists in one of the fire yeah, i was rooms. wondering that too Okay. Yeah. I was ho- I was hoping for like an X Men nod, mm. but the power set was so generic. I didn't even think Extremis, but I just I thought yeah. all the, all those guys died. Yeah, so. but I I, mean, I saw him kind of glowing, so I thought, like, is that what it has? I don't know. Could be. It'd be a fun way to tie it back to Agents of Shield because mm-hmm. Extremis was loud and proud in season one of that show. Yeah. I don't remember what happened to it, but it was there. I yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I stopped I at like season four, so I think I went a little longer, but I, I didn't. I didn't watch all the way through. One day, so, yeah. I was just curious if you saw that and was wondering if, if that's really. Yeah, I was. saw it, but yeah, I'm not sure what it was. Okay, I love. And then for abomination. Yes, that was that my next point here. So we get Wong and and Blons- I put Blonsky, but yeah abominations in this like he doesn't talk which i was a little disappointed about i was hoping to hear some tim roth in there yeah we just get the what yell and that's it yeah and he is tim roth is scheduled to be back in she hulk which we just got a sneak peek of for disney plus day Looks Yay. Awesome. it does um but i love that they gave him the ears oh yeah that's that's something that maybe i'll try and send you a picture of what abomination have they showed you what abomination looks like in the books I think you have, but I, I I'm not going to go through those pictures to try and find it because that's fair. We talk He's so a much. lot more. I'm trying to think of a good word for it. I guess kind of lizard-like or reptilian kind of. Mm, like okay. he's got scales and and shit. Um, and this made it seem a lot closer to that especially the ears that that was a big step in the right direction i'd love for them to explain it in she hulk why he looks so different oh okay here later mm-hmm. but it's awesome and it's also weird because it's like he and wong are friends and like sparring partners and like he brought them there to fight and then took off with them like 
they both yeah. sauntered through the portal yeah and, and it looked like there was a cage in the background like okay well you know we're done fighting or training so get back in your cage yeah so it'll be yeah. interesting to see what becomes of that if anything yeah yeah, it definitely seems like they're going to be teaming up to do something. Yeah, I, I there's there's what? rumors that that's where Wong was going in the trailer for No Way Home. Okay, um, but obviously that's not confirmed. But it definitely Wong is certainly up to something. This is yeah. post End Game. We've found out. Yes, that's right. Because they do mention so, the uh, half the worlds can disappear. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. I don't know. It'll be cool to hopefully explore because it's a weird thing to include to have it not mean anything. Yeah, to just yeah, exactly. Because you could take that out and it changes nothing of the movie. Yeah, it could be literally any other cameo with any other characters, and it'd be the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> just a little less so because we wouldn't be wondering why. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next note here is that uh, Wenwu doesn't go by the Mandarin. So, I mean, I how do you feel that. about that? Are you okay with that? Is it not matter? What? I I loved it because it they made a joke about it in true Marvel fashion. <laughs> they acknowledge the stupid parts of the comics yeah. and then twist them, like cap suit in the original comics and other things that I can't think of right now. Like <laughs> they acknowledge the absurdity and go, yeah, but it's not though, and yeah. You know, one of the things I was hoping for is that they would acknowledge the Ten Rings' existence in the MCU, and I love how they handled Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. My my only gripe is that they didn't touch on Iron Man 1, 2, and Ant-Man. Yeah, that's a good point. Which, which they could totally do in a sequel. Yeah. You know, now that, spoilers, the sister is leading the Ten Rings, she could easily make some, you know, proclamation of like you know we kidnapped tony stark we helped banco into the grand prix we tried to get our hands on the yellow jacket and failed mm-hmm. but now we're on to the next thing and it's going to be bigger and better like it could be that simple of a sentence to just acknowledge that those things exist mm-hmm. and move on yeah but i love the idea of like i've been known by many names there's this and that it was a very kang kind of thing to say <laughs> yeah but yeah it, it was great and i love what they did with him i'm having gonna have trouble calling him Wen Wu instead of the mandarin but i love yeah. how they made him a character instead <laughs> of a cackling stereotype like i actually cared about his character and when he's trying to get his wife back and slamming at the dragon scale gate thing yeah, it's like it's kind of heartbreaking knowing that he's just so desperate to get her back that he's going to bring upon his own death. Yeah, like that's insane. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he because he he was the the bad guy with the ten rings, and then he met their mom, which I don't remember her name. Um, and he he changed. Like he was gonna be this happy dad and grow old and. He mm-hmm. said he finally found something to grow old for. And I was like, yeah, he is just, he is still just a person. Yeah. They um, do acknowledge that he's like a thousand years old. Literally, yeah. they use the word thousand, which makes sense. I mean, there's something about those rings that can give you semi immortality mm-hmm. unless you're killed. 
<laughs> which isn't it. Like yeah. you're not indestructible. Okay. But you'll live forever. Because you just said it's like you're immortal unless you die, which is yeah. Then you're not immortal. <laughs> right. I just found it funny the way you phrased it. I know. That's what <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I agree though. Yeah, there's something about it that uh, yeah, you don't age or something because mm-hmm. yeah. aside from getting a haircut, he really didn't change from yeah. and I love that battle sequence when they showed That's... him in like ancient wherever he was. Yeah. I don't remember. And he just wipes out that whole field and destroys that door gate thing. That yeah, was fucking right. awesome. I'm telling you, man, all the fighting in this was just so cool. Like, it all looked mm-hmm. so good. Well, and yeah. from the, the making of thing, some of the coordinators, the fight coordinators and shit, uh, mm-hmm. excuse me, worked with uh, Jackie Chan for a long oh, time. Nice. Yeah, awesome. so they had a lot of his kind of influence in designing the fights. Yeah, because I I think you know I don't know for sure, but I would imagine that the real martial arts and stuff like that isn't probably as eye catching as the movie martial arts. There's definitely something about movie martial arts that yeah. kind of draws you in and shows shows cool angles and stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure the real thing is much different. And sure, yeah. Well, and they also mentioned like they combine different styles. I don't remember if they were kind of. They might have been quoting Bruce Lee, but I don't remember exactly. But essentially, the idea was you create a fighting style so that it's not this technique or that technique. It's Shang Chi technique. Hmm. Okay. Like so, yeah. you take a little from this, a little from that, something from another, mesh it all together. Kind of the Batman Begins style of like he learned all these different things throughout his life and he meshed the best parts of it into how he fights yeah you know honestly i I think they even kind of touched on that in the movie because there's a there's some flashback scenes where it's it's showing him training with his mom and learning her style Mm -hmm. and it's also he's also trained with his dad's style and it kind of seems like at the end he kind of brought both of those together to be able to defeat his dad Mm -hmm. yeah i think yeah that's I think they probably brought that into the movie even. So that's mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, that fight. The fight between the mom and dad was fucking awesome too. And yeah, very beautiful. And yeah. The wind manipulation and shit. But it was a very cr- uh, crouching tiger. That's exactly cool. what I was going to say. Yeah. It gave me very strong crouching tiger, hidden dragon vibes. Like which I've never thing. watched, but no, I've seen I, clips. I, yep. Same here. Seen clips. And it looks, <laughs> it looks very much like that. Just the very floatiness about them and, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and actually, even the rings, a uh, buddy of mine, Patrick, hi, Patrick, if you're listening, um, <laughs> showed me uh, an opening to a martial arts movie that's on Prime right now. I don't remember the name of it, but okay. they had these rings on their forearms. And he had okay. 12 instead of 10, and they were loose. They weren't like bound tight. But they were just like these metal rings on his forearms. That I don't know what purpose they served. It was just one guy doing hmm. flips and kicks and shit at the camera. But okay. like from the making of and watching that clip, it is a thing from their culture to have hmm. that kind of apparatus around them, which is cool. Nice. Yeah, very cool. So what do you think of the Ten Rings? We talked about what they're supposed to be. Yes, given what we got, I I mean, I have kind of a note at the end here that says, uh, 
So not the ten rings, but those ten rings are so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like those ten rings, like those things are are so cool, and I, I love the way he uses them to to like shoot himself off, and yeah. not just land, but to like shoot them again to slow himself down to land. Yeah, like it's like freaking brilliant that they think of that there, kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean they're this really weird energy projecting, but you can throw them as projectiles but then they come back it's really strange it is i was trying to think of a a connection to a different weapon but i couldn't it's kind of a thor's hammer okay yeah actually yeah that's kind of true you know just 10 small things that change size yeah but i love the way they look when they like grip the forearm yes because they're usually they hang loose you know, when he's just fucking around, but when he's using them, they, <laughs> they kind of go the length of his forearm and tighten, yeah. and you can yeah. like see them almost embedding into his skin. Yeah, like it's There's, it's awesome. It is. There's, they look so cool, and and the sounds that they make, like mm-hmm. I I love it. Yeah, I, I hope they explain why Wenwu's were blue and Shang Chi's were yellow. Like they're the same rings. They are, but the color changes i know visually it's to distinguish who has control of them Fair, obviously yeah. but from a and they might never touch on it and i'll go it because it's what they did shut up and watch the movie but right it'd be interesting to be like i wonder if he's tapping into a different side of the power set oh, yeah. in doing that because like also why didn't the beacon ever ignite when when Wu used them because he used them for a thousand years, mm-hmm. never summoned anything. So what? Why did Shang Chi when he used See, them? I, I, just, I mean, I just thought of this now. Maybe it's the way he uses them because Wen Wu would definitely use them different than I feel Shang Chi would use them. Shang Chi, yeah. Shang Chi, um, Bill Chi. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of because yeah, other than that, yeah, they used them. Um, physically the same way i mean they even mirrored each other at some points the way they were holding them and mm-hmm. trying to pull against each other and stuff like that so i don't know that's the only thing i think of is just the way he uses them kind of set off the beacon of okay well this guy's maybe for good he's going to use them yeah for and that's good. the thing like is it the way they tap into the power right like the, like you're suggesting like the intention behind the use of the power was inserting them into the chest of a dragon and making them whoosh around and blow them up <laughs> the thing i was really hoping that that dragon behind the wall was boom i really oh, was <laughs> like i i i'm kind of glad it wasn't given the right. way they used him yeah because it would have been a bit of a waste but i was like oh it'd be so fucking cool <laughs> and then he showed up and i was like oh that's not good. there's still a chance yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, my next note here is uh I'd say one of the biggest surprises for me. Yeah, I, I think it is. Trevor Slattery was there in this, you know, that is one know. thing that got spoiled in trailers. Ah, really? And in articles and shit is that he was back. Okay. I, I mean I avoided them as much as I could. And mm-hmm. and so for me it was it was a huge surprise. And for him for how long he was in there. I yeah, not I mean, he was <laughs> practically a part of the final battle and is still yeah. around. Yeah, wherever but he I, may be now. And I, yeah, I loved. It. I just, I, I love that call. That callback. 
and uh, he's still around and they even explained the all hail the king mm-hmm. uh, one shot that he was broken out and i mean he was you know brought there to to be killed but he found a way to with <laughs> with his Jeez. charm i guess you would say yeah <laughs> to to be there as uh i don't remember who put it but as his as their jester yeah as the guy that entertains them so I loved that, it. that was really clever like it's a little dumb if you think about it for too long. Yeah. But the idea that like he's harmless. Oh yeah. I mean, there's literally nothing he can do that would hurt Wenwu in any way or his empire. It just yeah. kind of tarnishes his, you know, street cred, if anything. Yeah. yeah. And so he gets them and he's like, Okay, you're just a big dope that someone doped up and put in front of a camera. And you're funny, so I'll just trot you out every night to entertain us, and that's fine. Yeah, you know, really, he, he is—he actually is the one that brought down Winwu, if you really think about it, because he's the one that yeah. was a translator for Morris, mm-hmm. and that's Which the only awesome. way they got in before. So yeah, really, they call his—they call his species a different thing. I remember we looked this up. We did, yeah, for the episode, and on my research, he was called the Dijang DJ. A-N-G or I-N-G? Yeah. I don't remember what they call him in this, but it was something different. Oh, I didn't even hear what they called it in this. Yeah. We'll have to watch it again. I don't have to. I'll start from but the he... beginning so I don't miss it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I loved all the cool creatures. I didn't put together the big furry dog lion things are the same things as what are like in front of most gates and palaces. Mm. Those big statue things. Yeah. That's that was true. in the making of, and I went, oh, okay. That's yeah. okay. Like the five tail fox thing is from their cult. Like all of those creatures, as wacky as they may be, are all pulled yeah. from Chinese mythology, yeah. which is awesome. That is cool. Yeah. That's that's a really awesome way to tie it in. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then I have a question here. And it, I mean, I, I, we all understand why, but I'm just curious like, why wouldn't Wen Wu have tried to kind of, um, I put it, interrogate Morris? I mean, I don't think you'd be able to torture this guy and do that. And it's probably because no one else could understand him. I don't know why Trevor Slattery can. I don't well, know it's also him. possible that he didn't know he was there. No, because did didn't they say... I'm trying to remember. I know... I'm pretty sure they said that they, they found him in the forest on one of his expeditions, and they brought him back. Mm. Well, I mean, maybe I, he tried and couldn't get anything out of him. Yeah, he probably, you know, no one can understand him or he thought it's an animal. You can't talk to an animal. Yeah. And maybe Morris communicates telepathically to Ty- Trevor Sattery because he's just so comfortable with him now. I, don't, I mean, there's yeah, a lot of options, but be. I just... Yeah, they don't really get into it. It's kind of an R2 thing where it, yeah. or a Chewy where it's just yeah. like he makes a noise and we all know what he's talking about. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was super cool looking. Dude. Yeah. He was. And it, it, it was fun and, and a nice way to make sense how they can get in there because he's from there and, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it worked. Yeah. And I'm glad that he uh, came with one of my Marvel Legend toys. So I have a yeah. little Morris. I'm looking yeah. at him right now. I was going to oh. take out my Shang-Chi and parade him around, but he keeps tipping over. So I don't want to touch him. <laughs> I think you mentioned that last episode, didn't you? I think so. I, I, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I think the last time I was recording with Brandon. He had like flipped upside down and was hanging down, about to crash into the the shelf below. And I had to like peer open my sliding door and pick him up by an arm and maneuver him to safety. 
nice. I like it. Uh, my I next a, note here. I have a toy collapse story that would I might tell you later. It okay. take up too much time, but I had one toy tip over. Yeah. In my DC shelf, and yeah. fixing that, and the cascade of shit that it caused took about two hours. Oh no, that's hilarious. That was a bad night. <laughs> that's where you rethink your whole collection. Like, yeah, it's even worth it. <laughs> oh man. All right. So my next note here is that I'm so glad that the Ten Rings didn't bring guns, even though they probably would have. But I'm so glad that they didn't, and that everything had to be hand to hand and stuff like that. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yeah. it makes sense. I guess you're going to bring as much firepower as you can. Yeah, and they're traditional, well, like traditional, but like modern soldiers. Yeah, Yeah, they use ancient techniques, but like it's 2020, whatever it is in this universe now. Yeah, it would make sense. I I wouldn't be like, oh, that's dumb. They brought weapons. I'd be like, okay, yeah. But I'm glad that they didn't. And it sounds like I, I didn't think about it either in really, the first go, but and it sounds like you didn't either in the first watch. But I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't have even thought about it if you hadn't said it. I think it kind of would have been cool if they had, because then uh, the people using the more traditional weapons could have dismantled them quickly, mm. which would have been cool. Yeah. But I think it fit better as a cool fight that they didn't. Because otherwise, yes. it's just people with guns and mowing them down. Yeah, exactly. and that's why you got to see awesome fighting. Yeah, and it was. But yeah, I'm telling you, man. Every fight scene, I think I and I liked more than the other. <laughs> it yeah, was so I mean, cool. even the ones that we saw in the trailers. Like I remember the the Death Dealer, which is the dude. For those that don't know, he's the dude in the blue robes with the face mask that never speaks. I was kind of hoping we get more with him, but yep, that's my next note. Yeah, um, but their fight in that building, like it's in the trailer, and I still went, "Holy shit!" Like when he does the knife grab thing, I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!" Like that's that was nuts. Yeah, it was. Man. It was so cool. Yeah, the one on one stuff was awesome. The big fighting was awesome. Like I loved it. I loved the fighting. Mm-hmm. Like that's. Pr- yeah. I'd say probably my best, my favorite part. That in the rings. Those mm-hmm. are my favorite things about this movie. Um, but yeah, as you touched on, my, my next note here is that the Death Leader just dies like that. Like, I was very disappointed that that's how this guy goes out. Like, we saw him all over the trailers. I thought that it was going to be something big, some mm-hmm. big reveal even. And it was, nope. Nothing. Nothing. The next Taskmaster. Yeah, I don't know the character at all. Yeah. Um, he looks awesome. Mm-hmm. But from what I remember reading up on he is a very small character that appeared maybe twice in comic book lore so it was just a you know inclusion i i wish we had seen more but i think it's cool the way he died that he was the one that got his soul sucked out and that razor fist or whatever his name is is gonna (laughs) gonna be the lasting henchman Okay. For yeah, the sister. I think mean, it'd be a cool visual to see Death Dealer standing there, all you know, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat style, next to her at the end with yeah. Razor Fist on the other side as her enforcers. But yeah, I all right. live with that. Yeah, I mean it's fine. I just I, you know, it's like is there's this, this specific person that looks much different than everyone else, and mm-hmm. their arc was 
I, nothing really. Well, I mean, it, this just clicked in me. Uh, it's the Boba Fett moment. Like I, I was I really think, yeah. kind of hoping <laughs> for that Han Solo Boba Fett showdown. Yeah. And then he gets hit with the jetpack and flies into the Sarlacc pit and he's gone for 30 years. It would have been really cool to see. And they started to. Like, there was a bit of a showdown fight. Mm -hmm. But it was very quick. Yeah. And then he died. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's he's the Boba Fett of (sighs) I guess. And not as good because Boba Fett came back. Yeah, he comes back. His soul and there's returns. Just, there's, there's a cooler lore behind him than, yeah. than the Death Dealers. <laughs> we need the, we need a Ten Rings movie or show. That'd be fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be Bring very cool. Tony Long back and do like the actual history of that. That'd be sweet. I'd yeah. watch that show. Yeah. Well, we I mean, we kind of touched on my last point here with the Great Protector, and, and it wasn't who you were hoping. Um. Because I mean, they didn't well, give him a name, so they just called him the Great Protector. Yeah, and in the merch, he's called the Great Protector. It seems as though he's uh, one of the good dragons, yeah. you know. And then the yes. one behind the wall is the bad one, and then Fin Fang Boom is another bad one. Yeah, um, that they can do later. Like I said, I think I like what they did. I'm. It's it's disappointment relief, really, because. <laughs> I don't know a lot about Fin Fang Foom. I know I'm championing him a lot, but yeah. to have a big talking green dragon just seems like a cool thing to do in a movie. Um, but it means that he could be the main villain later. Okay. Like this one, we got Wen Wu was the main thing. The protector was there for the assist. And then we had a big monster to fight with the big dragon whose name I don't remember. Like if that big dragon had been Fin Fang Foom like I hoped for five seconds before they, <laughs> you know, opened the wall. I, I think I almost would have been disappointed given the way they used him because it would have been a waste. Okay. Because all he does is fly up, suck out some souls, you know, awesome fight. Loved it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, he doesn't talk. He doesn't do anything but try and destroy and then yeah. he's killed. And it's like, okay, well, if that had been Fin Fang Foom, I would have been like, well, that's a waste. Yeah. From what true. I understand, very little I understand about the character, there's a lot more you could do with him than that. All right. So. That's a fair point. It's a fair point. I would have right, liked so- to tee up, though. And again, maybe that's what that beacon thing is. It could but be, it would have been yeah. cool to tee up more, you know, succinctly that that's what was happening. Okay. I, I think part of me thinks that they they don't know exactly what they're going to do, but they know they're going to do something, so that's why that's so vague. Like Ultimate Quinjet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> he point. Could say he's going into space, but I'm not sure if he's going into space. Yeah, we don't know where he's going. He's <laughs> he's not here though. We will say that. Yeah. <laughs> he's not with the other Avengers yeah. right now. So, I, my kind of my last question here: Is there anything that you wish that was included that wasn't, or, or any any kind of disappointments really? No, I, I think just really like a, disappointments. Yeah, you know, like I said, I think the only thing that I would have liked to have heard 
is a sentence or two about the Ten Rings and their involvement in the MCU's history. Like, they did the Iron Man 3 thing. They talk about he's being a thousand years old and shit. But, and we talked about this on your other Shang-Chi episode, the Ten Rings have been around the MCU since day one. You know, they're the organization that kidnapped Tony. If you look close, the guy that gives Vanko the pass into the Grand Prix has a Ten Rings tattoo on his neck. And one of the people, the representatives trying to get the yellow jacket from Darren Cross also has a Ten Rings logo on his neck. Yeah. So it's like they're, they're another Hydra in the MCU that are still around operating and trying to do shit. And we don't know what or why. Because by the time the mom dies, it's the mid to late 90s. I think it's 96, yeah. And so that gives them 12 years between then and Iron Man 1 to be at whatever level they're at then. Yeah. So it'd just be cool. And I think it's, again, it, it did incredibly well. It's like the fourth highest rated movie they've made. Hmm. Like it's incredibly well received. I guarantee we're getting a sequel. Oh yeah. But I I hope they touch on it in the sequel. Yeah. What about you? I hope so. Um, no, I wouldn't say any real disappointments. I think they you know, we didn't I didn't have a lot going into this. Um, I guess my only disappointment was the death dealer because I kind of my research he it seemed like a cooler character than than what we got. I mm-hmm. felt like they would have done more with him. Um, but even that, it's like, it's it's fine. Like, I'm not disappointed whatsoever that that's it and he's gone. I just thought mm-hmm. they could have added more. It would have been cooler. Um, sure. But no, I'm, I'm not disappointed. I'm disappointed there wasn't more fighting so I could watch it more. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Fair. not true. Fair. It was not, I, again, I, the fighting was just so cool, especially on the second go around. Like, I just, it was very apparent. Like, I really enjoyed the fighting in this. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, and we already touched on these, but I did want to point out the after credits. Um, so the first one, I'd say mid credits, is uh, Wong is expecting the Ten Rings with Bruce and Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Um, and then I did ask, like, where is the beacon getting sent to? And so we touched on that. Yeah, I can't. You know, again, I, it's a character I don't know a lot about, so they could be doing anything mm-hmm. with it. But I can't imagine at this stage it not being in Vinkum. Yeah. Like he's out in space or another dimension and then the beacon summons him. Summons him, yeah. Okay. If it's something else, great. I'm I'm excited to get excited and surprised by something else that I don't know about. But I'm just drawing from what little info I have. Right. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, um, I got, I got the funny part that I'm going to talk about, but I, I did think of something. Where is uh, Doctor Strange during this little investigation? Well, if Wong is his uh, representative, because Wong is there, yeah. as well as Carol. So, and that's like we talked about. Maybe he's no way homing it right now. Yeah, he's busy. I guess, I guess he could be. I want right. to know how they 
know about him. Like, all the big fight stuff happened in Tao Lao. They, yep. Wong and Abomination, fucked up before he fought his sister. Mm-hmm. He, I did, I do remember Wong mentioning that they felt it in Kamertage, but that's, I don't know what that, that means. That's right. I, I think it's the beacon. I think okay. whatever he did that activated the beacon sent a pulse. And yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I would almost guarantee that's it. Is mm-hmm. that whatever he did, excuse me, that summoned, you know, st- started the beacon, sent a pulse mm-hmm. that was sent out and felt at Kamertage, which is where all of the sorcerers trained from Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. if you don't remember. And that drew Wong to him. And then he called in Carol and Bruce as the space expert and the science expert yeah. to be like, hey, what the hell are these things? Yeah. And, then and they, can we trust this guy with them? Right. Yeah. And then uh, they call it a night or do they? <laughs> and I loved that little callback too, where they go karaoke with Wong. It was, mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that, was pretty good. <laughs> that was a fun way to kind of end it. And I could see Wong doing that. You know, he's a big Beyonce oh, yeah. fan. Mm-hmm. So of course he was all singing. All the single ladies, all the single ladies. <laughs> yes. All right, and then the uh, the last. I think this was after credits. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, I put sister. Sister is turning into the evil evil kingpin, leading the ten rings. Never knew how much I missed her. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's that's not like a oh this is so surprising. It's I, like oh, okay, I was I can surprised. See this. Oh really? Because it seemed like she was you know on the up and up but as soon as it happened it was like a second of surprise and i went oh yeah okay okay she was leading that you know fight club which i don't think was madripoor i know that was something we suggested it might be i think it was was madripoor yeah 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 which is too bad that would have been cool but um yeah i like i said it it was surprising because i thought that she was going to go the straight and narrow and be a hero mm-hmm. but it went that's a cool thing to do for a sequel is that now she's going to build up the ten rings and do yeah. some shit and now they're going to have to fight yeah that'll be cool I, I, I think I would agree with you yeah it was, it was if it was a surprise it was the slightest bit and then it was like okay yeah this makes sense because she even mentions before like if he's not going to let me in his empire I'm going to build my own and mm-hmm. now she's like well I'm just going to take over yours now yeah and do it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's what we got for uh Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We both very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. I knew I'd like it, and everything mm-hmm. I heard was oh it's so great, but I was surprised with how much I liked it and how yeah. great it was. And and you like, understand why now. Like I needed you to watch this quicker. <laughs> All this stuff that was going on, and it was just I need this. To be talked about. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. I'm actually kind of glad that I waited for Disney Plus because now I can just watch the shit out of it, and in two weeks and whatever, I'll be able to own it. Yeah. Right. Awesome. I hope this quick release window keeps happening because <laughs> two months after getting to own it, that's great. <laughs> that's not bad. All right. Um, so we do want to, this is a kind of, that's it for uh, kind of Shang-Chi uh, review, wrap up, all that. Um, but we do hmm. want to mention 
that on Wednesday, the 17th of November, 2021, getting very specific here, at 6.05 p.m. Pacific, which is 9.05 p.m. Eastern, which is, I don't know what else around the world, but you have those two references to go off of. Uh, Justin and myself will be on the podcast called The Bleeding Edge or the MCU's Bleeding Edge. I should I should get the exact name, which I will get. Um, I but it's going to be pull it up real quick while you're jibber jabbering. Yeah, um, it's going to be as far as we know, it will be live on YouTube. We'll get the link down in the show notes um, so you can have this info and we'll post it, I'm sure, right before we go live on the Facebook page and, and wherever else. Um, but as far as we know, it should be live on Wednesday and then it'll come out in podcast form after that. And and again, when it does, we'll give you guys links and all that too. But, but if you do want to check that out, it will be Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. I don't know when you're listening to this. And, and it is the MCU's bleeding edge. There we go. Yeah. Um, he reached out to us and uh, we kind of worked this out. So, we are going to be on their podcast. We're going to have mm-hmm. their one of their hosts on ours later on this month. Next month. And it'll be for right. our movie, which I believe will right. be our next episode, which I'll tee up now, which yeah. is for those keeping track, Avengers Age of Ultron. And uh, our guest said, uh, Jeff said that Age of Ultron is one of his favorites. It's also mm-hmm. one of my favorites that I love yeah. the champion. Because it's kind of shit on unfairly, I think. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about it because I think it's great. Yeah. So uh, definitely check out both of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that's all we got for this week. Yeah. I believe so. All right. So we do want to, again, thank you guys for listening. If you can um, follow us on all the social medias, we are Marvel Pod on all of those. We'd appreciate that. You can email us. We are marvelpod at gmail.com. We've got our website, we are marvelpod.com. That's got links to all of our social media to where you can listen. Um, and our merch. And our merch. Yeah. You can buy shirts, mugs, pillows, jackets, mouse pad or something. Yes. <laughs> I think they got all a lot that of stuff. Yeah. So give that uh, a check out. And until next time, thank you for listening. I've been Jeremy. And I've been Justin. Bye. Bye.